This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, fellas. Evening. How's it going? Pretty good. John, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Tito's and a ginger mule sparkling water with it. So it tastes like lime and ginger, yeah. but no sugar. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Back. Back on the wagon. It's good Hell to be back. yeah! <laughs> you feel like lit up after having one. I have only had a few sips, and I carefully measured how much I poured. Because <laughs> not only have I not drank in four, uh, 75 days, at least I also have decreased my body mass significantly True. in that time. I did that after in college. I lost like 30 pounds right after college, and I stopped drinking like I was in college. And I went back to a football game and tried you to drink like, like I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how was it? 75 days. You got it done. You going to order good. the certificate? I don't think so. <laughs> I've got a patch. Nice. Um, it's good. Uh, it's, I'm glad I was able to finish it, not cheat, um, or and have to start over. I uh, feel good. I'm ready to keep you it look going. Good too, John. You look Thank good, John. Thank you. Look good, too. How much did you lose? 38-something. Wow. Eating a paleo diet and walking twice a day. Yep. That's all it takes. How many miles? And, uh, 437. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really impressive. It's something like five mile, five, almost six miles a day. Injury free. Yep. I got close at the end. I started feeling some pain in my foot, but I think my shoes were not working for me. So I replaced those and the pain's gone now. Problem solved. When's the next phase start? Uh, I think after the Tennessee mile, when I get back from that, I'm going to start it. So that will be December 6th, something like that. So take me through Christmas and New Year's, but what are you doing in preparation for it, leading up to for, it? Uh, Seventy-five hard. No, you're just gonna keep rolling with it. Well, for the Tennessee the, mile, I think Tennessee means. miles are. Yeah, I'm two weeks out at this point. I don't think of anything I can do at this point is gonna make it any better. But he can make it worse. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he could. I'm. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I am planning to eat well and continue to exercise through there and kind of keep it rolling. I did take today off though. I did not exercise for the first time in like 76 days. How do you feel by doing that? Uh, I guess we'll see tomorrow. It, it was tough to uh, like psychologically like felt lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you did. For that. Like, you felt like, like you uh, had to move. Yeah, I kept getting up and doing dishes and laundry and 
Oh, wow. It's active rest. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job. TV. Thank you. Not there's not much to not much to watch on a Monday, so but good job. Proud of you. Thank you. Thanks a lot of support. yeah, can't imagine. I certainly couldn't do it. I, crushed it. I can't what, even bring your, up the will to start. What's your overall uh weight at right now? I am at two forty seven point yeah. something. That's awesome. He's under 286. Below me. That's crazy. Crazy awesome. Now it's a race to the finish. We just don't know what that is yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out off air. Yeah. Now we need to we need to find a 50k about this time next year. I'm down. All three of us go to it. I like that Antelope uh, uh, Island one. Yeah, that one looked real cool. It's on a Friday, though. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what are you going to say? I was going to say the Cruel Jewel. I think they have a 50K version of it, but that might be. Is that the Georgia Jewel? Or, the Georgia Jewel, yeah, that that'd be the one. Or is that the fifty mile? I think that's a fifty mile. Oh, never mind. With like twenty thousand feet. Shoo. That'd be brutal. Twenty thousand feet over. I'm kind of making that up. I don't. I don't know the exact <laughs> number. I don't. I don't know the exact number. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. John's on it though. It sounds like. Ultra sign up. 15,000 feet in 50 miles. No, it wasn't off that much. No. 5,000 is not much at those levels. Let's do it. I ain't scared. I can train for that. I don't know if there's a 50K option. No, no. Biggest hill around here is a bridge. I've I've walked that bridge. (laughs) Treadmill incline for me. All right, let's look at ultra sign up real quick. Paladuro. Do it again. My problem with Paladuro is I am going to be out of town that week before. Oh, that's not good. Is that set in stone, though, that trip? Not really, but I'm going. Man, let's do something in the Blue Ridge, then, if that's the case. I was looking the other day. In the Blue Ridge? Yeah. Where was that one at? That was only that was even less than a marathon. Oh, the Grayson Highlands? It looked pretty cool. It's in May, though, or April. But they might have something else because he's he's got a whole race series. Oh, really? Have a winter. Jared, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking an old fashioned. Old With what fashion. what bourbon you got? 
I got makers. I'm almost out of makers. I, I bet I don't even have a drink left. It's might time to well. get a new one. Yeah. Time to get a new one. You might as well just kill it tonight then, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, or save it for Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> he said he don't even have a full drink left. Man, there might be a full drink left. <laughs> There's probably a full drink. But uh, I saw some whistle pig on the shelf. It seems like they're replenished. Let's think about getting one of the rise. The whistle pigs or the buffalo traces? Whistle pigs. The cheaper of the five. I actually did not enjoy my whistle pig much. What? Yeah. Two might have been too. I'm probably maybe I'm not advanced enough of a what you just have to remember is <laughs> it's it's not about the taste at that point. It's just knowing how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> and having it having it sitting on your shelf. Yeah. Hey, hey, Buffalo Trace was on the shelf for like a couple of days around here and it's already pretty much sold out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh the Buffalo Traces or the Wellers. Buff Buffalo Trace. I Don't. can't even find Wellers, which really? I'm assuming it came out the same time as Buffalo Trace because this is the season. Tis the season. For it. I can only find it at that one place here at Bill's Bottle Shop. Dang it, Bill. Come on, man. Taking everyone's Buffalo Trace. <laughs> and Green Tree Country Club. Mm. <laughs> I found a 50K in LRB, North Carolina. Which one is it? The Derby 50K. The Derby. Yeah. Where are you drinking, Barry? I've got Basil Hayden's. Let me look at that bottle. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. I'm trying to remember that. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) It's an old favorite of ours. Yeah. Jared, I don't think I'm going to be ready for the Derby 50K. One. In five days. Wait. Oh, God dang it. You got a year in five days. You pulled that shit with me the other day, too. <laughs> I don't have to know that. <laughs> Whoa. Calm down. This is performance. Jared, how was Arizona? Oh, are you singing? Is anybody going to San Antonio? I, I did sing that in my head a lot <laughs> because we flew into Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> These two have been singing tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but no, it was. It, we had a great time. It was. We had absolutely perfect weather. Um, man, it was. It was. It was. It was awesome. Spent majority of our time in Sedona. Uh, that, did, that was awesome. Yeah, it was crowded as f, but with it being a holiday weekend and just a beautiful weekend. I mean, th- I think the highs were like seventy-five. Just like perfect hiking weather. Was it Veterans Day? <laughs> Veterans Day. Okay. I was trying to think. I'm like Halloween. <laughs> Not really a big travel holiday. Yeah. There are a lot of people there. The Grand Canyon was awesome. We got there uh, 
like before sunrise so you just barely make out the canyon when we started hiking as we went in oh cool Sun was like casting its rays um on it you can see photos on my instagram yeah those you posted today were awesome how busy was it uh so the the canyon yeah so when we started like the buses run at they start at five um but we got on i think the six o'clock bus or something like that and uh took us to the south kaibab trailhead and that bus was pretty packed but the good thing about it is there weren't your like it wasn't the the uh, families and yeah the people on that bus were going to the bottom like or they were they were they were doing some serious hiking so like they weren't you know screaming kids or anything or like you know just fat people i didn't want to say it (laughs) you said (laughs) the torons and uh but but yeah so that that was cool but it wasn't that packed i mean i think meg and i took our time getting down there because we were only going to the tonto west trail Mm -hmm. over to bright angel so we were taking our time taking pictures and what all but by the time we got to skeleton point uh which is like your last overlook before getting to the 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 tonto west um there was hardly anyone on the trail it seemed like it was pretty quiet most everyone got a pretty early start do what that's about how it works the further you get from the parking lot the less people you see yeah it was great well it was cool When, when we got there when we got to the trailhead you could already see you could see people's headlamps like well underway well underway like they're already down there cool so what kind of giardia prevention uh measures did you guys take uh we took all of our own water (laughs) good that's advisable (laughs) well they they so on the bright angel trail they do have water there spring water but we didn't know if it was on or off because we there was like a report on the nps website saying they were cutting the water off because of the low temperatures, possible pipe breakage. So we took all of our water. The job hasn't been updated in seven years. Yeah, right. <laughs> we did not camp. I'm glad we didn't because it was freaking cold at night. We got a nice Airbnb in Flagstaff. There wasn't a low in Flagstaff that was above 30 degrees. I think it was all. Oh, really? You know. 25 27 but it's just like you know you get you get mid-morning 10 o'clock and that sun's beating down and you're like you're already taking off your hoodie yep oh yeah <laughs> that's how it is here yeah did uh you know flagstaff's a pretty popular area for runners ultra runners and stuff yeah. they're they're dude they're they anybody jogging yeah their urban trail system is amazing like it's huge miles and miles of it so we hopped on the the foots for a few miles and got not in our saturday with the fats yeah not not no which is in south which i'll be on this weekend <laughs> uh but yeah there was a lot of runners but i don't know i don't think we saw anyone famous um in sedona we did 
talk uh, to uh, a gen- gentleman named Nicodemus. He won the the uh, Cruel Jewel. I don't know what year, and also won the Barkley Marathon. No shit. Marathons in in um, I think 2014. He said. He might cool. be on that movie. Yeah, he was. He's in the documentary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The the Barkley documentary. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll that was watch that again. Year he won, maybe. But anyway, I, really, really cool guy. Really cool guy. Um, I think I could understand the kind of crazy it takes to win a an ultra marathon, a super competitive one. Mm-hmm. I, I could like visualize that. I don't think I could understand or even grasp what it would take to win the Barclays. Well, he, he teaches, he gave me his card. He teaches a lot of like mental strategies to, to help combat that, mm-hmm. um, you know, to thousand dollars an hour push through it. Yeah. That's my rate. Yeah. Nicodemus De La Rosa. So you'll need to share that in the group chat. Yeah, for sure. I'd be curious to He's know. He's on Strava. Um, but uh yeah, so uh funny story when uh, we were out the day after the Grand Canyon, we were went to the south end of Sedona, do some easier hikes. Cool thing about Sedona, it's mostly it seems like it's mostly day hikes, um, pretty accessible. To you can, you can, I think every day we were doing at least two or three hikes a day. But oh, nice! But um, so we we were on the south end of town, and we did uh, we did Cathedral Rock, and also Courthouse Butte. Yeah, so the Courthouse Butte loop, and then we went to the Cathedral Rock. Anyway, we got to Cathedral Rock about the time around sunset. You know, sunset's going to be in a couple hours, so we hike up. It's like a 0.8 mile hike with 700 feet gain. So you're basically, it's not really a hike. You're mostly climbing the it's entire like going time. Going upstairs, yeah, straight yeah. vertical. Yeah, you're just like on a rock, like a rock the entire way, just kind of like making your way up hoping your shoes don't give way because your ass is sliding down but, uh, <laughs> so we get we get to the top of the, the overlook and there's a lot of people there and uh and uh we're we're kind of hanging out waiting for the sun to set we're, we're like oh, you know, let's go check out the rest of this rock so we go around there's like a little trail that goes around um uh one of the one of the spires and you can kind of mess around over there and check out different views so we're over there making our way back to the main viewpoint where everyone is. And we hear like uh, a flute, a flute's playing up there. It's, 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 it's like what you would hear in like a native American documentary or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So we're like, man, what the hell is that? We're kind of getting sketched out. We don't know what's going on. It was just like, it was it was good whoever was playing was good so we get around the corner to see everyone get to find a spot to sit down and uh this guy is like sitting on the ledge of like a 200 foot drop his feet are like dangling off the edge and he's like 
he's going to town on this flute. You know, he's got his hand in the air with, with one that isn't holding the flute. And he's like, he's having a spiritual moment. He's having a spiritual moment. He's really into it. Well, he happens to be sitting in the exact place where everyone wants to get their Instagram photos. <laughs> so this he'll chick, move for a $5 bill. Dude, this chick goes up to him like mid note, taps him on the shoulder and asks him to move. <laughs> so he moves around the corner where he can't be seen and he starts playing again. What was odd was that while he was playing, you have all these people taking Instagram photos from our <laughs> viewpoint. You have this guy like really getting into it. And then you have these guys taking Instagram photos. There was a proposal up there and there was busy. Much going on. And then you, we look off to the left. There's a guy like cross-legged on a spire meditating like out <laughs> into the distance. And then there's, there's a grandma like, 20 feet to our right that has standing up and her arms stretched out to the sky, like praying to the sun God or something while this is going on. And then a guy behind us goes, this is a little too much for me, man. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That would have been much me. commotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too much for me. <laughs> and him and his wife are gone after that. <laughs> But yeah, the, the 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 flute guy ended up stopping after a little while and having like a, a real heart to heart with the grandma. No, really. It was a very interesting conversation. You know, the lady, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry, Bert. no, no, was, go keep going. I was just gonna say, like the 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 grandma was like, "Well, I'll see you later." And he's like, "Yeah, have a great life, have a beautiful life," you know that kind of shit. <laughs> Stuff you would hear in Sedona. Stuff you would hear in Sedona. Which Sedona is a very hippie town. For the I don't even know if it's hippie. It's the, I don't know how to explain it. Because they got the vortex. It definitely attracts them. Yeah, it attracts them. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to mention was the vortex things. We... I was going to say, Meg and I stood in a vortex or where one was believed to be at nothing it was a dud you guys experience How anything you know? weird in the grand canyon what's that you guys experience anything weird in the grand canyon uh we had a like a four point mule deer walk up to us that was pretty cool you shoot it no we were like in in the canyon. That would have been a bitch to drag out, but <laughs> especially undetected. <laughs> but oh, it was cool. Nothing weird other than that. The weirdest things. Well, the weirdest stuff happened on Cathedral Rock with the flute. A lot of a lot of people. Was it grounding? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. going barefoot. With barefoot, yeah. A lot of that. I'm in on that. I support that movement. Hey, buddy, they they would welcome you with arms wide open. With arms wide open. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how did it compare to Paladuro Canyon? 
Uh, what the Grand Canyon or Sedona? <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Canyon. Uh, it is. It's a little bigger, huh? It's a, just a little bit bigger. <laughs> Maybe Damn even once, but I didn't hike significantly bigger. <laughs> but oh, that was my third time. Really? Yeah, that was Meg's second. Damn, y'all are old pros at it. Cool. Nah, not really, but we y'all ought to go and go on a river trip sometime. That's like my top bucket list item is a two-week river trip through the Grand Canyon. That'd be sick. I wanna I wanna do uh I wanna go down to Phantom Ranch. I think that'd be pretty awesome. What's Phantom Ranch? Is that in the Grand Canyon? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's this ranger station down there, isn't there? No, there there's cabins that you can draw, kind of like Leconte Lodge. Down at the bottom, though, they so you can kind of you can stay the night down there. There's there's also a campground down there, and they also I believe do the whole lunches thing. <laughs> oh, really? So like eat? at like at Leconte Lodge, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's something like that. It's way the hell down there. How do you get down there? Either by mule or your feet. Tram or donkey. Yeah. Parachute. Or you can parachute if you're hardcore. I think it'd be fun to go on a donkey ride. Speaking of donkeys, (laughs) did y'all see that uh, video Ben Masters posted of those Two white tails fighting. Yeah, that was nuts. And he's like five feet away from them. Yeah. No concern. No. I just... The deer didn't have any concern. No, like, yeah. they, were, they were so into it. Yeah. They have spears on their head, too. <laughs> I'd be concerned. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> I don't know why. He's got that donkey... Don Quita. Don Quita. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. So, well, good. Uh, cool. Sounds like a cool trip. I've been wanting to go to Sedona for a couple of years, so maybe yeah, I just you, need to just need to make it happen. I, you know, I last time I went, the time before this trip, we stayed in Sedona. I almost like staying in Flagstaff better. And just driving down there. How far of a drive is it? It's like 40, 45 minutes. Oh, that's not the, bad. The drive is cheaper beautiful. that way, too. Yeah. Way cheaper. But it was great. I mean, you're, and you're also closer, that much closer to the canyon. and. Yeah, kind of right in the middle. Yeah. Hmm. And there's there's a way more, there's more of a light, nightlife in Flagstaff. Flagstaff for sure. We we took advantage of that. Partying real hard or what? We goofed off one night. <laughs> <laughs> you got to at least one night. Yeah. <laughs> that was our hoorah. Hop on the plane the next morning. Oh. Well, good. What uh what books y'all got? I've got Born to Run. 
Springsteen. Tramps like us. Anyway. Springsteen really wrote that? The song? No, the book. (laughs) No, he did not. It was... Be Christopher McDougal. Yeah. <laughs> well, who the fuck wrote it, John? <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> you just ask if Bruce Springsteen wrote it. I have Celine by Peter Heller. Oh man, our old friend Peter. Oh Pete. If you recall, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. He has, he has. Well, I guess I can take that one off my TBR shelf. Sorry, Barry. Ah, you're good. You needed to catch up because I think we've all read, you've only read the couple of his, so. Well, I bought The River unknowing that John's already talked about it. Happens. You can still read it. You know, give it about a year and you can circle back on all of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. I did find on our website, which we have a website you can go visit. Uh, if you put in bourbonbookshelf.com slash search, um, you can search a book to see if it's been covered. And it'll let you know. Now you know. And you can probably figure out exactly what episode. And then go listen to it. And then if you want to, you can help the show by purchasing through the Amazon <laughs> by buying the book. <laughs> I've got uh, Final Spin by Jocko Willink. Nice. Whoa. So, is it time for books? Close enough. John, let's hear about everybody's favorite, Born to Run. Oh, you know what? I just want to point out while I'm thinking about it. I actually own all three of these books, so we may have a, a full, steady week of Instagram content. Dang. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have nothing. For those wondering, you off. never see my books. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided what I'm going to do on yours is just, I don't know, get a screenshot on the iPad. and then. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're going to get from me. Yeah, well, I can do it in a way that's grid worthy. Yeah. <laughs> side. Not laying against your dirty laundry. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any property at the moment. Well, should I take it away? Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of canyons, tonight I have Born to Run, a hidden tribe of super. I'm sorry, a hidden tribe. Super athletes and the greatest world. I, I was in the slow reading group, and it's a long <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> and action. A hidden tribe, super athletes, and the greatest race the world has ever seen. Still wrong, has never seen <laughs> uh, by Christopher McDougall. Uh, so this book uh, takes you into uh, Copper Canyons in chihuahua mexico i believe yep and uh thank you (laughs) 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 
And, and the author who is struggling with his running uh, journey has uh, with injuries and being told that he basically shouldn't run. It's not good for you. Uh, doesn't believe it. So he seeks out the uh, Tarahumara Indians in the, in Mexico who are the known to be great runners and they barely wear anything on their feet. They barely eat when they're running, barely drink water. They're basically everything opposite of what Americans do with their eight inch uh, foam on their shoes <laughs> The big backpacks with carrying a gallon of water on a four mile run with their power <laughs> bars and energy gels. But so he ventures down there, and this is, isn't the safest spot in Mexico. This isn't, uh, what is it, Cancun? There's drug activity out there, and uh, he's got to have a guide with him, and then they run across some sk- sketchy players and have to set the fight cool. Uh, but he gets out there and he meets some of the Tara Umara and sees them run. And he's just amazed at how light and athletic they move and smooth their running is. Uh, but while he's out there, he runs, uh, he comes across a, a man that goes by Cabala Blanca, Blanco, the, or the white horse. Thank you. Um, See, what? there you go, man. It's I, like our, goes I, I back to our quarter, conversation before. I the... may be a quarter Hispanic <laughs> and grew up in Texas and New Mexico, but I do not speak Spanish. Yeah. He's dead now, by the way. He is. He died in 2012. Dang. But he, uh, he ventured down there into the canyons to seek him out to kind of live their way of life. And um, his dream is to set up a race between the Tarumara and some of the greatest runners, ultra runners in the United States. So he spends years kind of setting up this race, and he eventually recruits uh, Scott Jurek, who's very well-known in ultra circles. Um, and they all he goes down there with a few other ultra runners, and uh, they compete against uh, the Tarumara. And that's kind of how the, the journey the book takes you, but it also explores running barefoot and uh, the benefits of that and why it can, can be viewed that running barefoot's probably better than what we're doing currently and how the modern running shoe has only evolved since like 19, the 1970s and that somehow we were able to manage running for millennia before that without without the the shoe yeah but thank god nike was here (laughs) i saw a guy in uh at sky island which was the rockiest run i've ever done was wearing just the i mean it's basically a flip-flop it's just like a leather or Mm -hmm. rubber sole and a band that's essentially what the uh, tarumara wear on their feet except they're made out of tires oh yeah Uh, i remember that he also oh, exp- good here. I'm not sure what they'd have down there. <laughs> Probably make them down there, though. Yeah. <clears throat> they, uh, he uh, also. Go no, keep going. no, no, go on. Uh, he also goes into diet a little bit and 
what they're eating down there and notes on uh, Scott Jurek's diet where he's a well-known vegan. And I, I came up with my own theory on this is that as a vegan, you're so hungry for meat that you end up running faster because your body thinks you're hunting a deer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jared is my whole weight. My whole weight. <laughs> Shit, I haven't been vegan and <laughs> that's why you're slow. I gave up on that lifestyle. Yeah. Good. But uh he Eat also, also touches on that uh, humans should be able to run f- for long distances without getting hurt because that's how we hunted early on. And he took a it took a while to kind of prove this theory, but they called it persistence hunting. And basically, you kind of just run a deer to death or an animal to death. You just keep kind of chasing after it, and even though it can outrun you, you can go for ten hours and it can't. It's going to overheat because it doesn't sweat or breathe as well as we do. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of animals don't sweat at all. Yeah. Um, you could basically just run it into the ground and then you've got dinner. I thought it was interesting that they couldn't breathe as good as us. Yeah. It's uh, basically their way they run is their stomach and their organs are kind of slamming up against their lungs and kind of compressing it. Whoa. So they're getting one breath per stride is essentially what they're doing when they're sprinting. Might still be and, better than I can do. Did they give the example of like the who's out with a group of tribes or like the hunters, the gatherers? Um they 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 had like a guy run in front of the group, take a break, and then then another person would kind of hand yes. off. I'm trying yeah. to think, was that from this book? Yeah. Yes, I believe it was. Yeah, that that's kind of a wild. <laughs> what was that? What was that for? Just to just to kind of save you a little bit. So you, you're, Is that you when they were hunting faster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're they're kind of like doing intervals essentially it's like like one person would run faster and then fall back another person would run in it's kind of leapfrogging yeah but anyway i make one of those uh drinks they drink every so often like Can't my, remember what it was called like it is 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 or something is is yeah it's got like lime and chia seed and Mm-hmm. Something else, probably vodka and yours. No, no. <laughs> it is, isn't it fermented? Mm, I don't know if theirs is or not. Not the one I drink isn't. <laughs> In the book too, he also talks about how they took some of the Tarumara up to um, Leadville. I can't. I think it was in the nineties, mm-hmm. and had him compete. And they, but they tried to put them in normal Regular shoes. shoes. Yeah, they're and, probably all injured at the end. Blisters. Yeah, I think they didn't finish the first year they brought them, and they brought them back, and they they started the race in the big old fancy shoes, and went and switched them out secretly because they had a sponsorship deal. No, really? <laughs> yeah. it's like the PGA Tour 
Yeah. Stamping a Taylor made ball, <laughs> the Titleist logo. Yeah. And so I thought that was funny. And they actually won it one year over. It was a pretty hyped race, actually, back then. ESPN was getting involved. There was like a promoter who was all involved and he was real sketchy. So, they, yeah, they they got a but now the Tarumara very uh weary of the white man because of it. Kind of sure. over. He was making a bunch of money and he was p- paying them in corn. Really? <laughs> uh, they ought to get the Tarumara doing the donkey races. Yeah, maybe we can get uh old Chris on that. Make it happen. He's got the connections. <laughs> Go run uh, with Sherman. I do want, I just wanted to leave you with one last quote from the book. I'll try to read it. Uh, if, if I really wanted to understand the Tarumara, I should have been there when a, this 95 year old man came hiking 25 miles over the mountain. You know why he couldn't do it? And you know why he could do it? Because no one ever told him he couldn't. No one ever told him he ought to be off dying somewhere in an old age home. That's okay. right. How do you say it? Mm-hmm. Caballo. Caballo Blanca. Blanco. Yeah, Blanco. John, we had Spanish class together. Yeah, it's been 15 <laughs> years. I'm also hard of hearing. I don't I'm know if that has to be with language. And interpreting it and speaking it. Any one star reviews? Yes. After we're done being racist against my hearing, you really should wear shoes with an eight inch drop. Could not appreciate <laughs> this advice. Uh, so it's uh, Billy, and it says, author takes a hit. You want to hear a story about these amazing runners in Mexico? Rambles for a couple hundred pages. Reader <laughs> takes a hit. Wow, that's far out, man. Pointless. <laughs> and um, this other one, this guy bought a uh, audio book on CD this year. This year. Um, and was surprised that it was tossed to the door so they're complaining about the delivery <laughs> it, it was dinged up it had a used sticker on the back and all the cds were scratched up dang but what about the book we don't care it you was dinged it up yeah, it was <laughs> scratched they didn't get <laughs> but go check it out i think it's a really great interesting read i flew through it got pretty yeah. short chapters until the end um, it ties it all together really well. It's got that one backstory. And great read. Yeah. If you're a I runner, think we've all read haven't it. read it. Yeah. Or want to be a runner. <coughs> I had been thinking about rereading it, but put it on the back burner for now. I would not recommend just suddenly going barefoot. He doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Neither does the coach from the book. Uh, Tyler Owens runs barefoot sometimes. He's a wild man. 
He'll every now and then there'll be like a barefoot 5K shows up on Strava. Probably won't be much for the next few months where he lives. Probably not. Until <clears throat> about May. After Jared. The fall. <laughs> Let's hear about Celine. Yeah. Um Celine by Peter Heller. Um, I picked this up at uh, the Monk's Corner, a local Monk's Corner used bookstore called Dream a Lot Books. If you're ever in town for whatever reason, stop by. Uh, she has if a your lot host of, remembers to take you. Well, I happen. <laughs> we went to Mr. K's. Man. Come on, <laughs> man. Like, come on. I'm just teasing. Hey. Barry's being very difficult tonight no. as we're trying <laughs> to do our books. <laughs> Dude, no, she she has a lot of uh, a a lot of she she has a lot of I would almost say junk books, but she has a <laughs> lot of she has a lot of gems in there too, which uh, this one just so happened to be. I think Meg picked, spotted this one out. Nice. So, oh, yeah, that looks good. But anyway. Um, I read this primarily on our on our trip out west to Arizona on the airplane. Um, Celine is a PI uh, out of New York, um, and this book. In this book, she is older, uh, a private investigator. Um, she is older, uh, probably even in the grandma age, because she talks about you know, want her son to have grandchildren and all this stuff. But anyway, she's kind of hardcore, dude. Celine is kind of a, a bad chick. Uh, she, it starts out with a, a tragedy. Um, a family was out trying to collect uh, rubies or rocks on a beach. And the mother, it was, a mother, father, and a daughter combo were out on a beach trying to collect these rocks. The a, a wave came and washed the mother and daughter out to sea. The dad saved the daughter. Um, over time, the mother did not make it, but over time, the dad ends up having a hard time explaining it. There's so much detail in this, trying to give a broad picture. Anyway, the dad dies later in life. He is a National Geographic photographer. But the daughter finds that suspicious. So she hires Celine to investigate his death. And lo and behold, she finds out the real cause of death. Or is it death at all? Dun, dun, dun. plot twist anyway uh great book uh she really she really uh or she peter heller like usual goes really deep into his characters um really paints a good picture um you feel like you really know celine it goes he talks about celine's upbringing with with her mom and in and, and her life and it, it really all connects like i would say in the last third um, in the beginning of the book, you're kind of like, man, why the hell is he mentioning Celine's upbringing at seven years old? You know, but 
but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty cool. Um, great book. Pretty fast read. Um, His usually are. Yeah, I would recommend. I was. I mean, I thought it was going to take me a while, but I mean, it ended up being a real page turner. But the Celine is supposed to be based on his mom, right? Didn't he say that? Carried, the lady herself. Dude, well, his mom must be pretty kick ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> Celine's pretty cool, man. <laughs> um, but, How did it stack up with uh, the guide? Uh, you know, uh, they're like two totally different books, but I, I think I'd like Celine a little bit better. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I I I would. But it, it was it was a great read. Um was there quotation marks when people were talking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were. Uh but I don't know what else y'all want to know about it. <laughs> One star reviews. One star reviews. There's plenty. <laughs> this is on Goodreads. <clears throat> DNF period. Listen to the first couple chapters. Cardboard characters. Nothing about them interests me. Um, couldn't get into this one. Didn't finish it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There was a, there was a really good one. I found this book incredibly boring and couldn't finish it. I just saw one earlier. Uh, something about the characters not being, none of the characters being real. Well, duh, it's a fiction book. <laughs> but yeah, there, 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 there's, there's plenty of them. Was it written in that same style that he just kind of like quick and almost rambling a little bit? Is it, it, it he did ramble? There, there, there was some rambling going on, that's for sure. But you know, at times I, I kind of got frustrated with it, but in the end, I'm glad he did it because it all, like I said, it all, all ties, all ties together. Good. In the end. I recommend it. That's a good looking book. Let me see that cover. Pick it up. He's got some good cover art. Yeah. There's I think it's actually three different images. Oh cool. Overlaid into one according to the credits. Hmm. Somewhere on here. She did she did tell up a group of bikers. Which was pretty cool. Some punks. Say, so get in your place. It's mountain biker. Something else. <laughs> oh, mountain bikers. No, these are like Harley dudes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. rough. Rough. But anyway, well, I have a uh, final spin by Jocko Willink. He just released this last month, I believe. I pre-ordered it in about March. Uh, I think we're all big Jocko fans here, so usually 
usually pick up anything this release that he releases that's uh, adult content at least. And this is his first novel, uh, which I'd kind of been waiting on one for a long time from him because he's <clears throat> he actually has a degree in English literature. So he's pretty well versed on the subject, I'd say. But uh, it's a pretty good little book. It's only about 220 pages. I actually read it in one sitting on a Sunday morning. Um, Sunday book, as, as we used to call them. And uh, it's about, it's about the, our main character is just kind of a deadbeat living in this small town in California. And uh, he has a, a special needs brother that works at a laundromat. And, and that brother's, uh, his whole life kind of revolves around the laundry mat. It's what brings him happiness and everything. And uh, the laundromat gets put up for sale and, and the, the, the deadbeat brother decides he's going to find a way to buy it so his, his brother can keep working there. And uh, the... Don't want to give too much of it away, but uh, the plan, as you might can expect, goes south and uh, things don't necessarily work out perfectly. But it has a happy ending, I'd say, for the most part. And uh, I thought it was a really good story. You know, is 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 an easy read and entertaining read. Uh, it's not going to win any Pulitzers or anything, but I think it's worth worth picking up. The, the uh, you know, the just the storyline between the characters and wanting to take care of each other was really, uh, really enjoyable, I found. When they're all pretty much going through bad times and living kind of miserable lives, as you would expect in a Jocko novel. They're not <laughs> getting after it every day. But I definitely recommend it. Um I was actually was I actually was pretty surprised at how good it was and and well developed it was. Just with it being Jocko's first novel and totally you know way outside of his realm, even though he does have his children's books. But there were still some one stars. You can't please everybody. Very. Were Were there any uh, leadership tips you could take from this book? Hmm. I actually don't know. <laughs> Prioritize just, and execute. I just assume <laughs> that he would sneak something in there. Yeah, I'm sure there was some subliminal stuff. Definitely prioritize and execute. Plan for contingencies. Mm. This one equals freedom. Yep. Yep. If if our if our protagonist here would have had the discipline to uh put some money aside throughout his life. He may not have faced the predicament that he found himself in, but uh, one of the ones, there's only two one star reviews so far. So I'll read them both. First one's from Thomas Mason. Not what I thought. Jocko was great until I read this book. I hate to give one star, but this is a graphic story with sex and lots of swearing. Thanks, but no thanks. His other books are great. There's no well, that's sex. What, that's what one, makes a good novel. Yeah, you got to have a little bit of it. 
<laughs> um, there was only mention of the word sex one time, and that was it. And it wasn't even that. It's like, I'm horny. And it's like, I'm horny too. <laughs> Brother, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is from Magnus Carlson, who's probably never left a good review on anything. Hard to <laughs> imagine that came from the same brilliant leadership guru, a predictable story without much of a point to it. I was hoping that it's finally going to turn good until the final page, but it never happened. Just a bunch of foul language and boring characters. Sorry, but please go back to leadership. Dang, how many F bombs did he drop? Like probably three. Yeah, three or four. I don't remember a whole bunch of them. But like I said, good book. I thought check it out. If you're a if you're a fan of Jocko, you'll definitely love this. And um, some of it's written it's written in that font too that he uses the Courier oh. font. Looks like typewriter, and some of it's almost written like poetry a little bit too. So, which is kind of cool. It's way cool. And uh, there's also an audio book which he reads, which I think would be interesting. John, an audio book is when they read the book. <laughs> you're looking yeah, at me like you've me. never heard of it i'm looking at my self i'm wondering why, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering why they have a the zoom meeting is a mirror image well, you can probably adjust that i want to hey how speaking of cussing in in books there are not many books out there that that don't have some sort of cursing going on in it. Well, apparently we got to burn all of them now. So Jesus, Do it. we should have a book burning. <laughs> oh, a bourbon bourbon bookshelf. Bookshelf. <laughs> book burning. <Year> book burning. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking like the only book I think on my shelf that doesn't have an F bomb in it or any sort any cussing at all is probably Project Hail Mary. Really? And that's got one in the title. Hell. Well, I mean. Hail. Hail. Hail, hail. <laughs> Sounds like my granny mom. Yeah, I'd have to go do a, a good looking at mine. I don't have to look far. I just go open my Bible, and I know there are bombs in my Bible. Wild at heart probably doesn't have any cussing. Yeah, it probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read that one again. I'm almost to the point where I'm about to just start back over on all the books. Brother, I've read. I think we all need to read that one. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been having a hard time finding a new book to read, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just start over with all the ones I've got. I've read every book I've ever wanted to read, apparently. More on that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that on the <laughs> our year-end recap and book <laughs> and book burning. <laughs> but that was Final Spin by Jocko, called Final Spin because it's set around a laundromat. Ah, uh, I get it. Hmm. Got it now. Clever. Yep. Big brain time, <laughs> is, which is as 
which John said to me a while back and is now my favorite thing to say. So <laughs> I don't think I said that to you. I think you did. I don't think you said something along those lines to me. I think I triggered it in you. I think you said it. What's wrong, Jared? <laughs> no, is that any? what was that? Was that Red Seal Natural? Yes, sir. Son of a bitch. You want one or what? Kind of. That's what I started on. Yeah. <laughs> Finished on Grizzly Wintergreen. Yeah. Me That's too. probably what I should do. <laughs> go to like snuff. <laughs> Yo, oh. Of it. Dude, what, one of my one of my coworkers, he dips Grizzly Wintergreen a lot. And he pulled out this can that was like five sizes the times of a of a hockey puck really? like it was like it's like this big around and probably two inches high dude really? i was like what is this he's like man it's five cans in one i thought why did you grizzly. just get a roll man i remember grizzly always had those like kind of cool who somebody we went to high school's dad was a grizzly rep yeah and we were, yeah. he always had all kinds of cool crap. <laughs> or the bear claw. Do y'all remember the claw to open the yeah. can with? Put it on your keychain. <laughs> I'd still carry one of those around. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had a dip in 13 years, probably. Well, no, when did I quit? 10 years at least. I kind of quit all my other weird habits once I can start drinking legally. It's like, all right, there's not <laughs> enough room for all these in here. Yeah, I just remember like dipping where my it hurt to dip anymore. Yeah, burning here. Yeah, I was never one for switching sides either. No. John, I, I tried a Smoky sick. Mountain the other day, and it was pretty good. If you ever want to do it and not get addicted to it. So. No uh, tobacco. Yeah. Dude, that's a gateway. That is true. (laughs) No tobacco or no nicotine? No tobacco. It's like herbal. Oh. Coffee grounds. They have those coffee pouches. Have y'all seen the... just like mint stuff. Yeah. Have y'all seen... What? Corn husk? Herbal. Right. I don't know. It looks and smells and tastes just like dip. <laughs> Have y'all seen the can of dips? Mm-mm. The it's what? Like canny can of dips, cannabis dips. Uh-uh. Yeah. I want I can one. get behind that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could support that. Yeah. Yo quiero. <laughs> That means I want, John. Thank you. What did you call him? Caballo? Yeah, Caballo. That's... <laughs> I'm from Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, well, you're supposed to say that, Amarillo. Uh, funny story, though. We were at a Peruvian restaurant the other day, and they needed to bring some food out to us that wouldn't have, would have typically been given to us at the counter. And a guy comes over and asks uh, what we were waiting on. And it was, there's like a, 
uh, Tostones, and he was like Quattro, and Katie goes C, and so he goes <laughs> off and comes back with them, four of them, for, for <laughs> those of you who don't speak Spanish like me, uh, and then he just starts speaking to her just. And she says gracias, and she he just starts talking in Spanish to her, <laughs> and she's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, okay, gracias. <laughs> I mean, he was talking for a while, and <laughs> Katie speaks better Spanish than me, but I don't think she understood what yes. he was saying at all. <laughs> she's not conversational. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, people will talk to Kathy in Spanish, like just assuming, like at Mexican restaurants and stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> You might need I to like cut this Tostones. They're, they're so good. Yeah. Uh, you may need to cut this out, but my mom was uh, mentioned that her mother never taught her Spanish at, while she was on her deathbed and barely can breathe. And my grandma starts <laughs> making her case of why she didn't. Oh, still. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barely holding on, but she was trying to defend That's herself. Funny. <laughs> Wow. It'd have been funny if she'd have started teaching her to like <laughs> yes. C. C. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, you guys got any final thoughts? Closing thoughts? Keep getting your miles in. Hope y'all had a happy Thanksgiving and uh, hope you got into a fight on Black Friday. That's what it's all about. Spirit of the holidays. <laughs> Love one Who another. Turkey trots. Very oh, uh, no. Midland actually does have one. I might go do it. Yeah. yeah. I got to run three miles that day. We well, might as well yeah. sign up for a turkey, turkey trot. Dude, goes the to- problem is the website says it's, it starts at 8 a.m. Central time. And I don't trust it since it's in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, it would really mean a lot to me if you'd start putting your runs on Strava. How are you going to know what you need? How, like, I'm trying to keep it from you because we're trying to compete with each other. So, why whatever, would I that whatever, whatever you? you have done is not going to alter my training plan. I am not going to show you my cards. I can guarantee you I'm not going to overtrain. And so, it may just motivate me enough to go all the way. <laughs> I will see what I can do. What are we competing in? Life. No, oh, right. I think y'all should race. You want to be that way? I think y'all should race. I actually just keeping it off so Chad doesn't know I'm coming for him in the Mid-State Mile next year. Yeah, he ain't worried about you. Yeah, because he doesn't know about. Me. <laughs> next October, fifty k Battle Royale. Let's do it. I'm in. A million dollars. You've already got a football trip planned. Yeah, so we'll do it in November. Well, Jared said October, and I agreed to October. Oh, well, all right, November. No, he's out. November it is. (laughs) Let's do it. Just put your runs on Strava. Be involved in the community. Fine. (laughs) Now that I'm actually recording them as runs, it'll be easier. Yeah. What Strava's for? I have Excel. Social. 
Yeah, but this skips. You can off. probably export your shit from Strava to an Excel. Nope. Have you looked? Yeah. I'm lazy. I will spend eight hours trying to find a way to not manually type in something that will take me 30 minutes. Well, the fact that you're even typing it in means you're less lazy than me. So, Good thing about Strava, there's no typing at all. No, not unless you do a treadmill run, which yeah. I need to go put one in, actually. Not that it matters now. And it's like two miles, so it didn't really matter much to begin with, but <laughs> counts towards something, Barry. Yeah. Is I checked the box that day. John, anything? Nope. Already oh, you already said all yours. Have yeah. a happy Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything either. Keep stacking your books, logging your miles. As according to our most recent poll, most of our fan base allegedly does on Saturdays and Sundays. I think we found them. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links, which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.